Welcome back to the My Rowlet Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Rabelais, and today we have a very special guest with us, Libby Tucker from our economic development team. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. Yay. Well, I am so excited to sit down with you and just hear everything about economic development. So for those who do not know you or what even economic development is, can you just briefly share more about you and what y'all do. Right, right. So I've been at the city a little over two years now. I came from Missouri and been doing economic development for most of my career. So going on 25 years, but so it's a, it's an interesting field to be in and not one that many people, you know, I'm going to go to school to be an economic developer (laughs) because nobody knows what that is, right? right? You just kind of fall into it or have a great mentor that guide you there, which is what happened to me. Oh, cool. But so we have a great staff for the smallest department in the city. We only have four, four staff members. So it's myself and then Charles Mazarakis is our assistant director. And we recently hired a downtown manager. And then we have a, a admin assistant that we actually share with the IT department. So we're really, you know, we're really good with our resources <laughs> here. So Claudia Frasto, she does a great job for us. So a small but mighty group. And so what do y'all primarily do? Like I, you have a separate branding, you have a separate website for yourself, you have a social media presence. So why is that? And then what do y'all do for the city exactly? Dude, so in a nutshell, we're marketing the city, right? And so as a whole for developers, for residents, for anybody that might want to come here. So it's important for us to have kind of our, our own brand to try to separate us a little bit to make it known that, hey, we're a place that you can come and do business here. So our tagline is on the water, on the move, a kind of a fun little play on the lake and, and all the activity that's happening here. But when we, we talk about economic development, it's really about creating opportunities for us to have a better quality of life, a better financial status, a better you know, surroundings, all those kinds of things that play into just having a great quality of life. And so we do that in several different ways. And our, you know, every, every department is different in how you do this in your city, depending on what your goals are and your direction you've been given by political leaders. So we do that by business recruitment. So in fact, Charles is out right now with a group called Team Texas at a trade show. And they're working on just showcasing Texas as a whole, but talking about our communities and what we all have to offer. So there's a great opportunity to do those kinds of things for business attraction. And then we have a business retention program. So Charles is also oversees that where he's meeting with our existing businesses because, you know, 80% of your new job growth comes from the businesses that are already here. Mm. So while it's great and it's something you have to do to market your community and go out and get those new projects, your core growth really comes from within your city. So it's important that we have a touch point with them, that they know who we are, If they're ready to expand, they know who to come to. If they're having problems or an issue or, you know, potholes, streetlights, even those things, (laughs) we can help them with and just guide them to the right place, right? Because they've got that one point of contact at the city. So that's really important part of our program. And then also entrepreneurial development. So we have so many small businesses here in Rowlett. And so it's primarily our business base. So it's really important that we help guide them along the way. There's a lot of new business ideas that people are working with that they want to 
want to create a business and how did they, how do they do that? So we help them connect with the Chamber of Commerce or Small Business Administration or all these other partners we have that we might not have the expertise ourselves, but mm-hmm. we can guide them to who they need to go to. And then the fourth component, which is kind of new for economic developers, is workforce workforce development. So, you know, right now it's not as bad as it was, but worker shortages, you know, a lot of people retiring, people came out of the workforce during the pandemic, you know, where are all the teen workers, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. So we're working with the school district and also the community college systems to create pathways for young people to really have skill sets and training certifications coming out of high school that they don't need a college degree for that you know there's jobs they can get that pay well and offer benefits that can they can just jump right into them so we have some programs we've been working with GISD on those programs as well so it's it's a very encompassing kind of strategy and so we just do a lot of little things to make all that work. I love that. What is your favorite component to work on or work with? My, my favorite's always the business retention part of it and getting to know the business owners. And so, you know, I do go with Charles on some of those visits, usually to our larger companies, Mm -hmm. but you know, just to find out what they do, it's always amazing to find out what's being made or produced right here in Rowlett that, you know, goes into a much larger component. So there's a business here that made a component component that was in the Mars rover. What? Yeah. <laughs> so H&S Manufacturing does that. So they just have some really interesting things that they work on. So it's it's always fun to do that. That is so cool. You never know. And you wow. never know. You never know <laughs> what's going on. So what are some common misconceptions about your department? I think not so much much misconceptions, but that they just don't know what we do and what is economic development. Right. And even my friends and family don't <laughs> fully understand, I think, sometimes what it is I do. But, mm-hmm. you know, just having the conversation to, you know, I like to explain it in terms of a Starbucks. So that's something we can all relate to, right? And if you're, if you're locating a new Starbucks or a new coffee shop in general, somebody you know, making the coffee, the barista. So you're creating Mm -hmm. that job. Somebody's making the cups that your products go into and the baked goods that come into those stores. So those are coming from other businesses Mm -hmm. that need to supply them. And then he's roasting the coffee beans. Somebody's picking the coffee beans in a different country. You know, so when you think about the global economy, one business has and the impact, it's really significant. So it's not just for our residents who can create jobs or go there to buy a product and then in turn the sales tax monies or property tax monies come back to the city to provide those services that we all enjoy, like parks and nice streets mm-hmm. and police protection, all those kinds of things. So it's, it's again, it's a really big picture of why even the smallest business is really important. Thank you. That helped mm-hmm. me even understand yeah. a little more. Yeah. So I want to know what makes Rowlett attractive to businesses? Well, I think it's the entrepreneurial spirit that's here and the resources that we have, the great chamber of commerce that we have where businesses yes. can get connected. And there's really a great network of just helping each other be successful. So that's important. For the larger businesses, we have land. So a lot of communities are running out of land. So, you know, as far as pro- projects and available in the North Shore, land available there, that's really attractive to a lot of larger companies right now. But our transportation corridors are really critical. So mm. it's pretty 
pretty mm-hmm. easy to get from Rowlett to really anywhere else in the DFW because of the George Bush Turnpike. Right. We've got I-30, Highway 66. So all of those things kind of come together and make it a great place to locate a business. Gotcha. And we also have Dart. <laughs> I we always do. have to give a shout out to Dart. Like that is so cool to me that yeah. we have that, that resources in our community. Yeah. So it helps people get to Dallas and back. So, and I love, I love seeing Rob Rose on Facebook. Do you ever see on his senior trips? He does. I love oh, right. that he takes everyone down yes. and then comes back. But yeah, I love yeah. that we have that also. It is a great asset great asset for our community. Yeah. Wonderful. So can you share the different zones or I guess is it zones or districts that Rala is broken into and then why we have those different zones and districts in our Mm. city? Well, there's a couple different districts that we have uh, different types. So the first one I want to talk about is what was uh, created in the vision Rowlett 2020 strategic plan that was done in 2019, I think was last time they updated it. But Within those, they identified what they call opportunity areas. So the North Shore, Bayside, Sapphire Bay. There's one called Active Living, which is in the kind of medical district over where the hospital is. Okay. And Terralago, there's a nice trail system over there and, and just a lot of medical facilities located there. And I think Healthy Living also by Paddle Point Park. So integrating the lake area to make those districts kind of concentrated and what we want to see there. And the other kind of districts we have are, of course, the zoning districts that and our comprehensive plan that kind of guides all of those. So we can know where to locate residences, where to locate Mm -hmm. multifamily, where to locate those industrial or office projects. So it serves as a guide for the planning department, community development really to help assist businesses in that regard. Gotcha. Thank you for the explanation. I was always, you know, you see those maps and our offices are online. Yeah. I'm like, why? What, mm-hmm. what are those for? So that that is definitely helpful. Yeah. So I'm so excited to sit down with you, especially this t- time of year, because it's February, you know, we're kind of 2022 is behind us and we really have a lot to look forward to in 2023. So mm-hmm. can you, we just saw the state of the city. We're recording this the second week of February, but can you briefly just share some highlights from 2022 before we talk about the future and what residents should expect this year from y'all? Right. Well, 2022 is a great year for Relit. So we had 57 new businesses. So that's the most we've had in several years Ooh, for new businesses. And they created about 460 jobs. Wow. So that's really remarkable about the jobs that are being created and spent $88 million in capital investment. So that what can, does that mean? So yeah. that's any construction that they might have done on their building. The hospital had some new equipment that they brought in to do some really high tech heart surgeries and those kinds of things. So that that was a big capital investment wow. okay. Baylor Scott and White made. So any of those new construction equipment, furnishings, all of those things is information we capture when they get their permits from the city. And so we kind of know how to keep track of that. That's yeah, so, cool. so it's very impressive. And then, you know, the other big projects that um, were started, of course, Sapphire Bay, we started to see activity there for construction. So KHOV is building what they call townhomes, but they're they're single family homes, really. They're much, much larger, and they should be actually closing on some of those in March or April. <gasps> Wow. And to have people living in them. So that's an exciting thing to have happen down there. And then uh, the apartments, Zill, 
properties is doing apartments called the view so that's what Ooh. we've seen go up the the big structure right now has been the parking garage and then yes. the apartments will kind of wrap around that okay so that's happening and then we've had plans come in for margaritaville which will be a resort for them for our property here resort. no casino though no casino <laughs> dang it no gotta casino. go to shreveport still <laughs> yeah and you know a restaurant to go with that they'll awesome. i think you'll be able to boat up to that a dock there and kind of come in and get you know some food and beverages so fun uh, bombshells is another restaurant that's been through our permitting process and is ready to go so we have several others kind of cooking and stirring you know anything in you can share stages. nothing to nothing soon. else but okay stay some, tuned <laughs> some great commercial projects and then of course the marina did a great rehab down there it's really state-of-the-art and they wanted a great award to have like one of the the safest, best marinas in Texas. So yeah, that was really fantastic for them. So that's been done. And then they announced their Baywalk project, which will be right there on the water, two to three restaurants that will be really unique where you can just sit outside, enjoy some music on the water, you know, have some great time with your friends. So that should be done by the end of 23. So really? Wow. So they're, they're going to be starting construction on that anytime. And then on the other end of town in the North Shore District, which is a really an employment center area that's over a thousand acre district that was designated several years ago to uh, like 20 years ago, actually. So it's been a vision for a long time for that area to become an employment center, have lots of quality jobs there. But also it's, you know, filling in with more residential that needs to drive what's happening there. If you want any retail or offices, those kinds of things, you'll need the density that's that's coming there. So uh, Jackson Shaw was able to finalize their project and rezoning for a plan district to do light industrial and warehouse type of projects. Okay. So it'll be a a huge capital investment for them. It's about seven buildings that will be constructed there. Yeah, so over a thousand jobs that they'll bring with the companies they bring in. So this year they should break ground on that project as well. So that's that project alone is driving a lot of interest on the the west side of the George Bush Turnpike. So they're yes. they're locating on the east side. But the west side now is really where we call the urban village zoning. And there's several developers kind of working in there, talking with the property owners about Mm -hmm. trying to negotiate those things. So we hope that within this year, we can get that master developer to come forward who will really be strategic about planning out that whole area and laying out the groundwork for what the city envisions there mm-hmm. so a lot of exciting things a lot of new things yeah. does that excite like so coming from out of state and being planted in texas yeah. <laughs> especially around like how does that feel to see all of these things just in your time here just moving so quick it seems quick like yeah i mean there's been a lot of legwork behind the scenes for many years but just to kind of see it all come to fruition since you've been here how does that feel yeah it's it's so exciting and and I was used to working in really high growth communities back in Missouri so it's been a great transition to be able to come here as well and just keep working on that momentum and with such a fast pace here and trying to keep track of all the projects and really work with the deal flow that's coming in and so 
it's it's exciting. You know, it's a great time to be, you know, in economic development yes. in this community. So, and, you know, I don't want to skip over what all the small business growth that happened last right. year. So, right. so many new restaurants we had open as well. Yes. And so the, the La Hacienda restaurant was one that was a really kind of a rewarding project mm-hmm. that we work on. So Chris and Jessica Jones bought the little, called the Little Blue House on Main Street, yes. Main and Rowlett Road. And so they saw this potential in that house because it was being marketed as a teardown. And so really? they huh. remembered that. So they grew up in Rowlett. They remembered the family that lived there. And so they had this vision for preserving that. And it was really the first rehab project our staff had worked through. And so there was a lot of, you know, challenges that came about and a learning process on both sides as we went through it. But Mm -hmm. it's been such a great project for them to open that there, you know, and I think they have ambitions to do other kinds of projects in the community as those opportunities come up for rehab projects. But yeah, there were so many other, other new restaurants, you know, Ephesus was a new Turkish kind of restaurant. So yummy. So yummy. That was great. A lot of smaller, smaller businesses, cheese steak house, which is a a DFW business that expanded out to Rowlett. So we have a lot of that independent business growth coming Mm -hmm. it's not just the chains that are are coming right you know and so quench juice bar and my favorite I was so happy I was like we need like a juice bar like not like I love smoothie king but like I want something that like I can have a customized juice yeah and it's here finally right (laughs) yeah so, you know, it's just so exciting to see all the entrepreneurial spirit that's here yes. and opening all those new restaurants because they're they're not easy to, to make a go of, you know. And no. so we really work hard to try to promote them as well through our marketing channels to make, you know, give them the best chance to be successful. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of briefly touched on some 2022 stuff and a little mixed in like what's happening for 2023, but what mm-hmm. are, what are some other big news that's happened this year? Right. So already, you know, we've had a, a new focus on downtown and main street in particular in downtown. So some people might not know that our downtown district is defined. It really goes all the way north to highway 66 so the goody goody the aldi the panera all those are considered our downtown district really yeah but you know main street is really the heart of that and so we brought on board and created a new position for a downtown manager and we also have a report now from the texas downtown association they came in last summer and did an assessment for us and so we got the report late last year And council will be reviewing that here pretty soon. But a lot of great recommendations in there as far as the physical environment, you know, things that need to happen on property wise, and then also changes to some city processes and ways of thinking that might help advance downtown too. And, you know, some of those might definitely be branding because it's it's confusing right now because it's the Village of Rowlett downtown. We have the Village of Rowlett apartment complex (laughs) yes so there's a lot of confusion there and even the google searches come up and bring one or the other up so you know it's hard to do branding that really right you know resonates with downtown uh new street banners we're getting to bring some color you know one of the kind of funny things they said your downtown's very beige so you know 
Spice it up. Bring some color. Add some new planters with colorful flowers. You know, really encourage the businesses. Uh, You know, Girlfriends has that great yellow. Yes, you can't uh, miss them. Yellow house. So, (laughs) you know, things like that to really kind of snazz up what's happening downtown. So we're looking forward to that and trying to implement some of those changes that they've recommended there as well. And then, of course, you know, we talked about some of the things that are coming to Sapphire Bay. So more new things coming there. There'll be more restaurants coming to downtown. And so, but um, just a lot of focus on, you know, what's what's coming, what's possible here. Mm -hmm. What are you most excited about? Yeah, for me, it is it is the downtown. I think it's been neglected for a while. A lot of focus was on Sapphire Bay and really trying to get that off the ground. And so now that that's on its way, you know, let's, you know, I know the mayor is certainly very yes. focused on what do we want to see in downtown and really making that happen. So it's great now to have that support as well to be behind us as we work through that process. So I'm excited to see what that will bring. There's a lot of <clears throat> developers and property owners who have some big ideas for what they want to do. Ooh, yeah. okay. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's going to be exciting to see what happens. I'm really excited. I think downtowns are to such the heart of it. Like I love going to like McKinney's downtown, you know, Grapevine has a great downtown. It's like, I think it's finally time that Rowlett has our downtown. Right, right. And a lot of them have the square, you right, know, and, yes. the, and the courthouses yes. and, and all of, all of those things. But, you know, we've got a lot of great buildings and infrastructure mm-hmm. already in place. Veterans Park is here. Bankhead and Barocos are a huge draw. Right. So, you know, let's build on that and bring bring some more things. You know, the apartments, one it's called 190 Main, or I think is what they're calling it, but at George Bush and Main Street. Yes. So those apartments that are under construction. So, you know, that's going to be create a lot more density downtown, mm-hmm. which is what we hear from the restaurants and retailers. We just see more people yes. and more people walking, stopping, um, downtown to see what we have. So we think that will help. So yeah, stay tuned Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all. So I'm going to hit you with some frequently asked questions that we see a lot in social media. I don't know. You probably have seen these too, but I just want to answer the questions of the people out there. Okay. Okay. So the first one that I'm, I'm also very curious about why are there so many coffee shops in Rowlett? Yeah. So it's an interesting, um, Thing that's happening right now so we have a lot of a lot of new coffee shops so 151 yes. is just finishing up construction there by big lots we have a dutch brothers coffee that's looking in front of the neighborhood walmart on that end of town okay so and then all these you know we have starbucks on either end of town so you know demand drives the supply right mm-hmm. so for some reason, we're just a lot of coffee drinkers here at Rowlett. <laughs> and it's all about convenience, too. So right. even though the new 151 is right across the street from a Scooters, right? you know, it's kind of like the CVS Walgreens concept, I guess. It's gotcha. you know, whatever's convenient for you and how you can pull off or why there's a gas station on two or three corners of an intersection. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same concept. It's whatever's going to be convenient for you. Maybe where your favorite barista knows what you want and you can just drive up and you know they'll have it ready so right yeah but it it is kind of interesting to see that I'm just like we really drink a lot of coffee in this city (laughs) and you know I do want to mention another new business drizzle coffee so it's a sit-down coffee shop really and it's over at Dow Rock and 66 in a an existing center it's kind of back behind it 
but you know, it's great. It's cutely decorated. There's, Mm -hmm. uh, they do a lot of fun things to play up the holidays, but it's a great space inside to sit. There's Wi-Fi. You can actually visit with your friends or do some work there, but um, we don't have any sit down coffee shops as well. And then of course, uh, downtown, the La Casita. (gasps) Y'all have not been Um, so good. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. And they're baked goods. She's a James Beard award-winning baker. So, you know, it's exciting to have them here and they supply coffee shops all over the DFW with their baked goods. So while this is just a coffee shop location, they do have some really unique baked goods, Mm -hmm. breads, even sandwiches now you can get. So stop in for lunch or grab something for dinner. But so yeah, we're really excited to have them downtown and they're doing great. They're doing great. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next one. When are we going to get an H-E-B oh. <laughs> or any other grocery stores? We yeah. see a lot of people say that we don't have enough, even yeah. though we were kind of talking about this beforehand. It's like, we have five grocery stores, mm-hmm. but Libby, when is the H-E-B coming? <laughs> when can I get that? Yeah, sorry. Sorry to say, I don't I don't think we're going to meet their standards for what, what they're looking for, you know. So they, yeah, they need a certain population density draw. They need income draws that they're looking at. And, and gotcha. I think, you know, just because we do have those five that, you know, they're all along 66. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. But, you know, we're so fortunate to have a Sprouts. I mean, yes. a lot of communities don't even have that. So to have the an organic grocery store and it, it does so well as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's just not, um, you know, their margins are so low in the grocery business. So right. they, they can't mark up food very high. We know inflation-wise how much we're, more we're spending now. Yes. And, you know, that's hitting some of their bottom lines too because of what they have to pay to get the food in mm-hmm. versus what they sell. They just can't mark it up a bunch like clothing or other dry goods that are you know, more insensitive to price. So, you know, they really have to be careful and mindful about when they locate a grocery store. So unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get any more, but you know, it, it is possible we might, might see a smaller, smaller, I would call a boutique kind of grocery store. Trader Joe's. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But, you know, and, and even downtown to have a little market because right. now we have this cluster of all these multifamily projects downtown. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great to just walk somewhere, you know, grab a, a few groceries for yeah. the day or a couple days and a quick serve sandwich and salad to take home or soup, something. Yes. So, you know, that that's something we're kind of hoping to get down here too. Well, fingers crossed. Uh-huh. I love like the blue grocery concept yes. that we had. Like, exactly. We just, I, you know, working in downtown, like mm-hmm. I'm so glad La Casita's here now that we have sandwiches, but yeah, there's really not a place where I can just go grab a real quick snack mm-hmm. and walk to, but right. Fingers crossed. Yes. We'll Yay. work on that. Work on that. Next one. When will the new Chick-fil-A be done? <laughs> and if you didn't know, we are getting another Chick-fil-A. We so are. where is that? And when can we expect to have that second location yeah. ready? So the Chick-fil-A is really on the other end of 66, on the east end. And it's where the former Inwood Bank building was, really near Dow Rock and 66. Yes. So they've recently torn down that building. And if you haven't noticed, there's a big fence around the area. They've got a kind of a big sewer project they're working on there to accommodate some things on that side of Mm -hmm. the, the, the road. But we would anticipate probably late summer maybe early fall, they might be ready to open. So hopefully that will alleviate some of the congestion at the one we have now. I'm very excited for Um, that. No, it's just amazing (laughs) about the volume of sales they do and that they're closed one day a week, you know, so yes, everybody loves their Chick-fil-A. So we're happy to 
have that on the other side of town. We have two now. Mm-hmm, so two. excited. Is there anything else that you get asked a lot that you want to share here? Like what are some other frequently asked questions that mm-hmm. you get that you just, or de- myths that you want to debunk or? Right. Well, you know, I think I just want to really encourage people to shop local because it's so easy to go online. Mm-hmm. It's easy to go to other communities that might have a lot more shopping opportunities that we do. But when you can, you know, shop local. We have an eat local. We have over 200 restaurants. You know, I just checked with the inspectors today. And so I, I knew it was high, but I didn't realize we had that many. Wow, I did not know so that. So 200 restaurants. And there's just almost any kind of food you could want is here in Rowlett. So, you know, give them a chance and check out someplace new. So that's what I would encourage people to do. We have some great boutiques and shopping. And in the Jabo's Ace Hardware. There's a huge boutique, a shopping area in there for I've heard clothes about and gift items and guy, you know, shaving products and colognes and all those kinds of things. So it's, you know, stay, stay local, shop local when you can and really support our local businesses because there are so many mom and pop contractors. And so we also have another thing you might not know is that we have a high concentration of businesses that are in the construction trades. So a lot of plumbers, electricians, roofing companies. So it's interesting how that has kind of become really a niche for our community here. And so that's that's interesting to see. And then automotive repair places. There's just a bunch of those. <laughs> there are. So we're hanging on to our cars because we have great repair places to, right. to work with. So, you know, those are kind of some of the some of the unknowns I think that are in the community. Yeah. Well, is there anything else, last chance to share with our listeners? I think the the only other thing is just to be patient. You know, mm. developing projects takes a lot of time. The Sapphire Bay project is huge. You know, it's it's now what was a $1 billion project. That's probably going to be a $2 billion project. Right. You know, so uh, COVID was not happy and did mm-hmm. not help us with any of those. So. You know, those projects take time and to do them right, we want to see them come forward in a, in a good process and manner. That's right. what we want to see here. So that's happening. It will happen. It's it coming. will happen, y'all. It, it will, will happen. happen. <laughs> so just sit tight, you know, and just excited to see about all the other new projects that are happening downtown. So yeah, <gasps> big announcements coming soon, I think. So yeah. Oh, so why I'm going to end with this. Why do you love Rowlett? Oh, wow. So big question. question. (laughs) You know, I think it's to me, it's just been such a friendly, welcoming place. So you've you've got that, you know, you hear it often, but it's got that small town feel. Yet there's so many amenities here in the area and and shopping and dining places you could go and just you don't really need to leave if you didn't have to, you know, so I think that's really what I love about it most. It's just been welcoming in the in the small town feel of it so yes yay well thank you so much for being on the show what are your social media handles where can people find more information is it at Rowlett Economic Development or it's mostly we use the on the move tagline so mostly Rowlett on the move our website is rowlettonthemove.com perfect so all the socials we're on Twitter Instagram Facebook LinkedIn yes so we're hitting them all and trying to get the word out about all the great things happening here in downtown or village of Rowlett also has social media presence too so make sure to follow we'll have all those links in the show notes for Mm y'all don't worry about writing it down go visit those yeah we'll link everything and make sure to stay tuned you also have a newsletter is that correct 
correct? We do. We do a quarterly newsletter that is sent out to give updates on what's happening in the community and kind of big big projects we want to talk about. Yeah. So make sure to subscribe on that. And then you, they can find that on your website as well. Mm, right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Libby. I learned okay. so much. Hopefully Good. y'all learned so much on the other side. Yes. Round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. We just appreciate you listening to the My Rowlet podcast. Don't forget that you can subscribe on your favorite platform or you can watch on our YouTube channel, Rowlet Texas Video. Have a great day, Rowlet.